0: This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast,
1: I can change my name to like Fallen Princess, which sounds a lot, maybe not a lot cooler, but at least a little bit better.
2: I'm going to be honest, that sounds worse to me.
0: Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky. The man behind the glass.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm joined by Mike and David. How are you guys doing?
3: Pretty solid. You know, another week and a lot of Legion to talk about.
0: Doing pretty good. I uh, finally got my first Invader League game in and I'm happy to say it was a win. Though I'm sad to uh, say how it came how it came to pass, <laughs> which we'll get into in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, man, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm ready to talk some Legion with y'all.
2: So we are indeed in the thick of Invader League, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, First, a couple of housekeeping items. We have some new products up on the the 5th Trooper store, Uh, some laser-cut stuff. So we got some tokens, some silhouettes, if you want an acrylic laser-cut silhouette. We got that. Um, A bunch of mats and sidebars. And uh, we're now doing order tokens, too, so check those out. Uh, we actually sold out of those already, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, we're getting more, so don't fear. Um, they're the nice, like ceramic ones. Uh, yeah, go check it out. The fifth We also have lots of cool blog articles and stuff for you to check out. So, um, with that, let's, let's hit invader league. So everyone's all cooped up on TTS playing invader league. Uh, how are you guys doing so far in the league?
3: I think collectively as a team we are 6 and 0. Oh. Uh
2: so far, yeah. I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah.
3: Um what well, you've played three games, I've played two, Dave's played one. Yep. So 6 and 0, oh, man. Um Invaders going interestingly for me. Uh I have played two games of Danger Close Hostage Exchange. Um where my Padme has basically started in the enemy's deployment zone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, they've been interesting. Um,
2: So you're playing, you're playing a Republic, you're playing the quote unquote double secret mission list, which is Republic with Padme and R2.
3: Yeah. um, And you know, what I've been doing is I just like, so first of all, Danger Close is really hard to like hedge your, opponent out of their entire deployment zone unless you spread yourself out completely and i have had the pleasure of playing against two republic opponents which means like they're not really heavily incentivized to split their army up in order to cover the deployment zone right so um yeah so i've just infiltrated close to their deployment zone and then scouting partied bad in.
2: <laughs> so basically <laughs> scoring her secret mission victory point before the game starts
3: it's been my first action on several on I mean, at least one of the games. <laughs> <laughs> like free action, I have a victory point now. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, word to the wise: a, don't play Danger Close against Padme. Um. But B, yeah, don't forget that she can infiltrate.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that generally there's not a ton you can do about it in that specific situation. Um, like she's probably gonna score it anyways like even if she doesn't get to infiltrate and do that like danger close is very easy to you know be able to walk over to your opponent's deployment zone like getting r2 into the zone on turn like three is not out of the question
2: yep yeah i mean it's a it's a big long zone that is basically the entire board edge on one side and you're only you know like range what is it range three from your opponent's zone so
3: yeah um so i mean basically secret mission has won me both of my games whether it's been for one or for two um you know i'm just sitting back as blue player and I'm like all right i'm on four victory points come to papa here's my overwatch uh,
2: that doesn't sound very fun not gonna lie
3: look man <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so david how are your games going man uh, well, I've played one exactly
0: one game, and it's been a Disarray Bombing Run, and I'm playing 12 Activation Tauntauns, so I'm just, like, full degeneracy over here, and just, um...
3: Hey, high five!
0: High five! <laughs> from, uh, from Clone Overwatch Spam to 12 Act Tauntauns, oh man. Um, right. Yeah, so it's sort of, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I just want to win, and so I'm going to play this list um that's kind of how it feels a lot of times when I'm playing triple tauntons. I, I generally just dislike it and it just um it just got to a point where it's like I, I don't want to make you know playing Luke and Sabine is, is actually kind of stressful by comparison because you're trying to manage two like fat heroes and if one of them dies you're in you're in hot water right away because you're maybe losing a command card or two if you have bad timing and Tauntauns don't really respect that. They just kind of exist. And as long as, you know, you have your officer alive behind a rock, you know, as Rebels are wont to do, you're probably not gonna be that much in trouble. And Sabine is really good at just sitting around uh, holding a flank. Um, and so like the, the big thing for Tauntauns, right? They've got two like really strong um, uh, cards now in bombing run. And disarray, and they've also benefited from some of the new deployments. Like like hemmed in is also really good, because uh, of course you know just like disarray, if your opponent splits their army across deployment zones, then you just pick the, whatever the weaker one is and to go crush it with your Tauntauns, And they're relatively independent actors. Um, you don't have to really worry about it, especially if you have uplinks on two of them, which is how my list goes. I have like two uplinks and one without, because usually I can get like you know ambush on one and then uplinks on the other two and you're just you're just good to go at the one pip level um obviously it's not invincible um my win on my win last week was almost 100 turn zero um the cards just fell out to where all of my choices for my opponent who was playing dooku with 3b x droid snipers they were just all bad for him and i got i got really lucky so like in the last slot came up Breakthrough, disarray, limited Viz. <laughs> like those are some like really good cards for me. But then like on the way there, it's like oh bombing run, oh uh, minefield, oh um, you know battle lines, which you know is better for Duku because he can concentrate his forces. But it was one of the situations where it was like, well, I'm going to cancel danger close, and then if my opponent wants to not play bombing run, he'll have to cancel something else. And so it just became a situation where, where my opponent was just like, I don't, I have to make like, uh, the less, the less bad choice. There were two bad choices in front of my opponent. I had to try to make the less bad one, and it turned out that, that breakthrough was the better choice. Um, in hi- in plain- hindsight, in hindsight, yeah, but it was completely in hindsight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, his plan was a good one. His plan was say, okay, well, I'm just going to use my BX droids to kill R2D2. And I don't think either of us expected the Tauntauns to just smash the BXs because these BXs are strike teams, but they have shields. So these are like four these are like four health BX strike teams that are taking dodges, and the Taunts are still just burning through them because Taunts are so consistent with their firepower.
2: Yep.
3: I mean. And so that.
0: Go ahead. No, go ahead.
3: Uh, well, I was going to say to your point about your objective tech. Um, I found that this is, like, lately, this is a lot less luck, and, like, this is just what objective decks are now.
0: <laughs> a little know? bit, yeah. And, like, you have to be able to bid, you know? It's it's not... I mean, as, as nice as it is to be red and to have, like, a flexible all-rounder list, there really are some lists now that are just, like, well, if I don't have a bid, this game is, you know, my opponent's to, to lose, you know? And, like, it's just really strong when a, a Tauntaun player can can get these objectives out there and it's like, well, these are all pretty good for me and all your choices are bad, and then you're just like, well, what, what am I going to do if I don't have a 11-point bid accessible to me? And I mean, like, my opponent even said so during the match. He's like, well, you know, this would be a completely different game if I had just taken a 5-point upgrade instead of a 10-point upgrade on this character. Then it would have been totally different. Like, his battle deck would have been completely slanted the other way. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, I'm playing droids and my deployments are, <laughs> do not include disarray or battle lines or, um, <laughs> or danger close. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and that's essentially like, at least in my case, I'm bidding specifically for the deployments. Um, not that I could care less about the objectives, but I don't care as much about the objectives as I do about the deployments. Uh, and I think like prior to vital assets, you know, quote-unquote bidding for deployments was not really a thing. Um, I think now between Secret Mission and, you know, some of the SKU lists like Tauntauns, um, I think it it should be.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm basically doing what you're doing, but reverse. <laughs> like, I my battle deck, I'm bidding for deployments as well, and it's just Battle Lines, Disarray, Danger Close, uh, what's the other one? Advanced Positions. You know, just like all the degenerate, you know, get into your deployment zones as fast as possible
0: (laughs) right there's there's some common ground there right you know we're trying to do the same thing which is sort of like um it's an it's an alternate win condition deck essentially
3: yeah totally totally yeah i mean like my my list basically is like okay well i'm gonna score two victory points off my secret mission characters like and a lot of objectives like i don't even have to compare Compete on the regular objectives like hostage exchange like my hostage could die and as blue player like i could still win that game yeah and <laughs> key
0: positions similarly right you could actually win the game without even holding your home objective potentially you're essentially you know?
2: like playing a different game
0: yeah to,
3: yeah very much so um
2: yeah um well i uh so i've had i'm three games in they've all been super close um and uh, pulled, him, pulled him out by the skin of my teeth. Um, I still have both Republic players left. So, uh, I'm not looking forward, to it. that would be Jace uh, Pippen, who I think uh, played you in the Gen Con Finals,
0: David. He did, yeah. He was playing Empire back then, of course. But Yeah,
2: and... Um, very and, good player. Uh, and Nima. So, uh, yeah, those are both going to be super tough, and it's already been three super tough matches. So, um, I... <laughs> I wildcarded on a bit of a lark before my third game from Dooku to Grievous um, just because the last three maps have a lot of difficult terrain and elevation changes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see.
3: I told uh, him not to do it, just to be clear. Uh,
2: yeah, you were, man. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Short short version, uh, Grievous died in melee to Aiden in my last game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny how so, uh, you get used to cunning. I basically put him in a position where like I needed to win priority on a one pip. but of course he can't do that automatically. So <laughs> so he plays um, uh, you know Iden's one Pip and I play Grievous's one pip. and he's like, all right, let's roll off and I'm like, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean
3: there's a lot oh. to be said for like playing a lot of games with a character with cunning and then like, going back to not. like being able to just like know you're going first <laughs> is huge.
2: Oh yeah. Well, and it was, like, I realized as soon as I put him in that position, I was like, I immediately regret this decision because I knew that was going to happen. And, of course, he ran the run the roll off and then killed Grievous. Um, and ultimately, it was, like, this crazy situation where, you know, you're trying to, like, I had one more victory point on Vaps, and he's trying to tag the Vaps with a bunch of units at the end of the turn, and you're trying to, like, suppress everything. It was crazy. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Grievous, Grievous got murdered by Aiden. <laughs> you know, next time I'm gonna just hit Duku and I'm play as one pip and be like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't have to roll. It's all right. I got this." <laughs> yup. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm stuck with Grievous for two more games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he's bad. He's um, this is like an age old Separatist identity crisis debate, right? Because Duku has cunning, which is obviously good. He has Force powers, also good. Um, but he's slower than Grievous. You know, he doesn't have scale. Um. He does never doesn't ever this. yeah, natively, which is huge. Um, he's got lower health, you know, eight versus six, um, and he's thirty more points. So, you know, is cunning and his command cards and force powers, you know, worth thirty points? Like respecting the fact that Grievous is also significantly faster. Um, and I, I don't, I don't actually know the answer to that question, but I know like my personal preference. Um, I don't like dice rolls i'd rather just not roll dice <laughs> so <laughs> but, if i can play a card and just know that i'm gonna win priority that's that's what i want to do so um i'm uh, probably going back to dooku uh, you, you say that you say that Yet yeah, i think three out of three of
0: us all think that dooku is the better pick uh you know in a vacuum I think. yeah but i think
2: that comes down a little bit to play style too you know dooku is defensive um, yeah yeah he's he's much better when you can make targets come to him Whereas Grievous is offensive, right? He may, he forces situations. He makes things happen by getting in there. So um, I think that's more a playstyle thing than any, anything else. I know there are lots of people that are in camp. Like, obviously, Grievous is better. And if they were the same cost, I'd still take Grievous. So, And I respect that opinion. Um, wait,
3: me me too, Ooh, too. Wait, wait, wait. If they were the same cost, you'd still take Grievous? Uh, okay. I've heard people I'm say that. Gonna- say that's crazy and like, we're gonna move on <laughs> okay <laughs> well, anyway, well no it's, it's a
0: playstyle thing you're right yeah it's you're totally right. a playstyle thing and like dooku Duku opened up as a solo commander when droids came out because yep. like trying to run him with, we're trying to run him and then like Dekas was a little bit of a non-starter because you were low on activation so like well why don't i don't just say grievous the grievous is just better and they work together better but you know i think now that you got droids, dooku's come to his own and he, he runs, like, I, I literally remember thinking when I looked at some of these Dooku lists, I'm like, man, this reminds me of a list I used to play, the Z6 gun line with Luke yeah. at the it's helm. It's almost the same, except this gun line doesn't give a, a heck about suppression, which is, you know, the awesome part. And, of course, Dooku's just amazing all on his own. And like you say, cunning is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's really addicting, and, and you get used to it because it's just so, like, you know, it's just so strong. And it's like, I don't have to worry about rolling off. It's just It's just a great a great card. I'm, I'm singing the praises of Dooku because I wish that I could do the things that he does as a rebel, but alas, I don't know. No I, such think, I think,
2: is, I think Luke is still way better than Duku. but that's I a mean, debate. Just, that's a debate for another time. I know. I, just can't, I just can't
3: agree. <laughs> but, I, but I do think that the Dooku gunline is as a whole, significantly better than the Luke gun line.
0: Yeah. Like as an archetype, I think Dooku is definitely like in the top, the top two of gun lines that are possible gar of course probably t- the range three gun lines right i think gar and cis have that have those spots pretty much locked up in terms of effectiveness
2: yeah which is great well yeah. i mean empire can do a better at range four but certainly certainly um anyway let's uh so we've got some more stuff to talk about we have some so first we have some quick stats some unit counts and stuff from bush facts uh about invader league and then we also have and I can't believe we didn't preview this at the beginning, we have an interview with Cinderella Tim Hannon from StatCast, uh, which is going to form the bulk of this episode. So let's real quickly hit some stats so that we can move on to Tim. Um, these are courtesy of Bushman Bush Facts uh, of the Critical ox podcast, occasionally recorded. Um, and we'll have <laughs> we'll have John on at some point to talk more detailed stats. These are just some quick, like, he Basically, just gave us card counts so units, upgrades, um, command cards, battle cards, etc. And there's some interesting little nuggets in here. Um, the most common unit, B1 battle droids, because uh, they're being run in you know five or six in basically every CIS list. Um, CIS so yeah, is so let's real quick let's do remind people of the faction counts so that there's some reference for this. Um, there are 54 GAR players, 51 Rebel players, 46 Imperials, and 41 CIS. So it's actually, you know, out of almost 200 players, that's pretty even spread. With some very, very slight, you know, drops uh, in each of those steps. But yeah, B1's most common, 232 of those. You said uh, there's how many CIS players, 41? 41. 41.
0: Yeah, so that almost matches up right with, like, six per, per army. Like, I think the deficit is caused by the B2s that are present in the list, and some people run five. Some nutcases run five because they're running, like, double tank or some crazy skew.
2: Yeah. So there's uh, There's also, relatedly, there's 13 B2s. So about, you know, if... Uh, I'm sure there are some that are running more than one B2, but on average, that's a little more than, you know, 25% of CIS lists are running at least one B2, roughly speaking, so... They got some representation there. Definitely not the mainstay, uh, which is fine because they're the, you know, they're the elite core unit choice there. Um, Speaking of elite core unit choices, the second most common unit. Can you guess what it is?
3: Yo, this, this is crazy. (laughs) So I I would like to preface this with, this is the only faction where the core unit it released with is not the most prevalent by a significant margin. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's not but even go particularly her. close. It's not close. <laughs> yeah. So but, the,
2: yeah. The, the second most common unit in Invader League is the Phase 2 Clone Trooper. <laughs> yep. 100, 166 of those. Um, which basically means that, on average, each guard player is running four of them.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're good. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're <real> good. <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, it's, it boggles my mind that like there are more stormtrooper units than shore trooper units, but like the, I mean, and they're, they're relatively close. There's 74 storms and 66 shores, but like there are 166 phase twos and like phase ones aren't even like, uh, phase ones are 67.
2: Yeah. So there's more I than twice as many Phase 2s as Phase 1s.
3: Yeah. Which is just like, you know, crazy.
2: Yeah, they're good. Um, I don't know how much hard-hitting analysis we have there, except that obviously, uh, you know... Well, really, so there's there's a couple other... Let's just talk about Republic real quick, because there's, there's some commentary here on the Republic meta besides the prevalence of Phase 2s. There's also... Um, uh, 131 copies of Offensive Push. Obviously, those are not all uh, Republic. But that is the most common training upgrade. And that's that's common in, um, you know, we talked uh, previously about the Rex, quote-unquote, Rex Star build. People have actually asked what that is. Um, so, that's basically like Rex, a bunch of Phase 2s, uh, Arc, Sniper Strike teams, and then, you know, some mix of other stuff, whether that's like a naked phase one or two for token generation, or uh, RTS usually in there. Um, but one thing that is also usually in there is at least two phase twos with offensive push.
3: For the tank that clankers turn specifically, so you can move and abuse the range for So your effective range is range five from where you start, ish. A little bit shorter than that, but right. Be the idea.
2: And if you do it turn one with scouting party. Then it's, you know, I've heard it described as range six, but basically from your deployment zone, you get the starting party move with the phase twos. Uh, You get the actual move. And then you get, um, you know, range four with the Z six. (laughs) So,
3: yeah. I mean, if you really want to jazz it up, you can like take a full unit of arcs and give them uplink. So you can have like three units that can take that clankers on the same turn.
2: Yeah. If you want to get crazy.
0: Um, I think uh, Kingsley's running some variation of that actually. He's running like a double arc take yeah. that Clanker's turn
3: I mean I, you can literally blow your opponent off the table turn one if things go poorly for that you catch him out of cover or something it's just
2: yep. So it's going to go bad for those guys let's talk real quick about like the tactical implication of this I think it's basically like if you're facing a Republic player and you're not yourself a Republic player you should essentially just hide on turn one. Is that accurate?
3: Um. So, I, I sort of disagree with that. And I think it's sort of the coordinated bombardment trap. Is that, like, I think you just kind of got to play into it a little bit. So that they take the shot. Like, you're going to have to. You're going to take the shot eventually. So, sure. I think, I think you might as well take it when it's the least damaging to you. And I think that on turn one, you can likely set up places where it's almost all heavy cover.
2: So you get tactical off scout moves, right? Which means that you get essentially like four free, if you're running triple arcs and rex, you get four free aim tokens um, before the game starts just from your scout moves. So at least if you're eating that on different, like some other turn that's not turn one, they're not gonna. They're gonna have four less aim tokens, right?
3: Uh, yes. yeah. I mean, that's that's for sure. Um, the the arcs do kind of figure into that equation, but I sort of feel like they're gonna have those aim tokens. Like, yes, th- like they want to use them turn one, but I I don't think it's practical to like hide your entire army uh from a what is effectively a range six shot from the, your opponent's deployment zone like i don't know i don't i don't think that's an actual thing like it, i think it's nice in practice but like i mean how like a picture you trying to hide your army from that right like you're playing droids you've got 60 models like it's not like what, what are you gonna do like play long march and set up in the back of your deployment zone like I, uh, is is that worth the 4 aim tokens you're denying them
2: yeah maybe not i
3: don't think so Here,
0: here's my contribution to this discussion okay i'm no <laughs> i don't play i don't play gar or cis but i do see some analogs in the pre-clone wars uh empire rebel dynamic where it was sort of like well i don't know if i can hide from these you know range four death troopers with recon intel on turn one but the good news is at least I have enough bad wounds that it absorbs the damage. Yeah. So I think CIS has a similar dynamic here, right? It's like, you can fire support me and you might kill like three or four droids, but I got, you know, 40 of those guys were, you know, 40 more. So it's like, whatever, man.
3: That's how I feel about it. And especially like, like, I think you just, you just fortify up the units that are likely to take the hits. And I think you just kind of have to soak it. Um, you know, whether that means, like, taking, you know, um, you know, a, an instant, like, have your pad make quick-thinking dodge to, you know, have two dodge tokens in the tank for whatever, get shot by it or whatever, um, you know, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good, let me be clear, like, I, you know, um, and there's a reason that it's a build-around, um, think we'll we'll see if it's a problem. It may be. It very well may be. Yeah. I mean it's not it's not
0: completely unavoidable, it's also not unbeatable, obviously. And I do think the point there is a good point. It's like, well if they played it on turn one and they've done their shot and then it's like, well then it's gone. You know, it's done. There's no more threat. Right. Like I know I don't have to deal with that for the rest of the game. So then you can just sort of resume normal play.
3: That that's how I feel about it. I'm like, you know, if if you can set it up so that you can mitigate it mostly and then like, you know assuming that you didn't put your snipers in a bad place like you can start picking apart the guard list right um yeah and i and i think that that you know i don't know not optimal like but you're gonna have to take the brunt of the clone firepower eventually you can't Mm -hmm. avoid it all game i
0: mean the way i deal with it of course is just to pick the most spread out deployments possible and just put my put my stuff as far away from the blob as possible and like that's another good thing about having a 12 activation high act list is that you have enough spare activations to see where your opponent's gonna sort of like ball up and then you can predict where they'll go and you have the advantage of like last deployment where you can just react do like deploy reactively and then they're like well i guess i have to deal with how the situation fell out now there wasn't anything i could do because my opponent didn't show me where his tauntons were going until it was too late <laughs> But that's you know that's kind of the province of high act lists. It's not really the, and even so, it's not that great because now you can run eleven activation clones if you really really want to. Um, you I, can do it.
3: You can, but it's really hard to make take that clankers really offensively sweet in an eleven activation list. I mean, it's There's still
2: taking, but yeah. it's still decent, but it's not
0: it's not a standout as like the arc version, right?
3: No, no, like I think I think you know full arc trooper squads are what make this nasty you know the sharpshooter plus lethal you've got enough aim tokens to pay for pierce and do all the other things um you know i think that there's a i mean there's a conversation where you can go like (laughs) you know stims on your art trooper squad and throw overwatch on them too so once they're in you know the forward position they can just continue wrecking wrecking things but (laughs) Right, but this kind of feeds
0: into your earlier point. Sorry, Kyle. This kind of feeds into your earlier point of just you have to use your turn zero tools to try to mitigate
3: it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the best thing you can do against that list is push for limited visibility. Like, like one hundred and fifty percent. Like, you just want limb vis all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think. I think the TLDR is you just have to be aware that that's the thing. For starters, um, like taking it in the face with the unit in the open is not an option that should be on the table for you. At a minimum, you want to put your yourself in a <laughs> just position. To be
3: clear. I was not advocating for no, taking the face with a unit in the open. No, no I, I know. Apologize if that's how it came off. <laughs> no, no,
2: it, it didn't. I just want to. I just want to make that clear because it is like, like if you haven't faced it before, that's something that can happen. Like I've seen that happen.
3: Yeah. Um, no. Totally.
2: So you know, you at a minimum you need to be aware of what's possible, so that you can mitigate it to the extent that it is possible. Such that you at least, you know, maybe you've only got a couple models visible or something like you're limiting the damage. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's hit some of these other counts real quick, um, and we'll do we'll do like a more proper data episode or segment at some point with Bushman. Um, some other things that stood out to me that were interesting. Uh, R two D two, eighty one. So there's ninety five clone and republic players combined. So
3: it's like an eighty five percent of list that he's eligible to be running. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's this? What's the three PO count? Out of curiosity. That is That's a like good
2: question. Something? Uh,
3: it's much lower. Twenty two. Um, still-
2: Twenty two. Okay.
3: So roughly 25% of the DTs are running 3PO. I think yep. that, that is probably too low. I mean it
0: 3PO does make R2 substantially better and also gives him some more flexibility, right? Because like sometimes sometimes you just don't score secret mission. And so having 3PO there to be the like, your calculate bot plus, you know, evaporator guy. Um, that's super helpful, right? And gives them that flexibility. Yeah, right. But, you know, where can you find 15 extra points in a list when bids are, like, getting pretty up there?
3: That's fair. You know? I just think that the flexibility that you get out of that 15 points is huge.
0: Oh, yeah, and, of course, being able to have heavy cover because now you're a two-miniature unit and the extra health. is just so many good reasons to take 3PO. And, of course, calculating to yourself to trigger inconspicuous, let's not forget that.
3: Yeah, it, the other thing is that, like, there's a big difference between a four health r2 and a six health r2 i know oh, that wow. on its face it, like it doesn't seem like much but he's like it it seems like he's infinitely harder to kill if it's six than four like four is like one shotable most of the time six is pushing it
2: yeah i mean you know doing six wounds even to a unit with a white save is kind of difficult right like they're probably going to be in cover um They've got a white surge save, right? So it's they're gonna make one third of those. So like to one shot him on average, you need to do nine wounds to recover, which there isn't really anything that can do except like a fire supported something.
3: It's like a um, DT squad range two or something, you know, right?
2: Like- um. So you know, and one shotting R two is the best way to kill him because he can repair himself. Uh. So <laughs> twice. <laughs> so. Yeah um yeah adding that's why i like the six versus four feels like a huge difference because four is infinitely more doable in one shot than six and it's important to do it in one shot so yeah i think that's actually the biggest i mean calculate odds is great um i i like taking 3po and r2 in my jedi luke lists for that reason but i think the biggest reason to take 3po is that two extra health and uh you know cohesion heavy cover yeah um uh, let's see some other interesting tidbits. The AAT is the most common heavy taken by a lot. Uh, 22 of those. And the next most common one is the Sabre and the ATST, both tied at seven. Not super shocking. Yeah. It's a good unit. It,
3: I'm interested to see how many round robin lists of the AAT. I, like, I think that it's legitimately a good unit. Um, yep. It's just a question of like, does the fact that it's so expensive make the rest of your list bad? And I think that that remains to be seen, right? Like, I think the ATST is like sort of legitimately a good unit at this point, um, as well. I don't think it's as good as the AAT, but um, it'll be interesting if if the AAT is good enough to make up the difference there. Um,
2: yeah, we'll see. I mean, the the struggle there is you have to take a roughly two hundred point commander along with your roughly two hundred point heavy upgrade. Or heavy tank so um you know I, I have seen some good like 10 activation aat lists um like you can get to 10 activations with grievous and aat um and you know there are also some uh like i think i think r1 is running some kind of crazy like a double aat situation uh it's doable but
3: yeah i mean 36 point core units can really uh yeah carry you the distance as far as activation counts go yeah,
2: that's definitely true um last last tidbit going back to our previous grievous versus dooku debate apparently uh at least survey says uh family feud that uh dooku uh, there's 24 dookus and 19 grievances so relatively close that number is now 20 to 23 because i switched to grievous uh <laughs> but um um. Any other quick hits from this list that you guys think is interesting?
3: I wanted to see how many operative Lukes in here, but it doesn't appear that Luke is, um, uh, split between commander and operative.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's a subtitle, and um, based on how Bushman does this this extract, um, yeah, one, it doesn't look like it's a thing. Is-
0: one thing that's in this list I noticed is there's 33 Cassians, but only 25 K2s. So they're not being strictly run as a pair, which is interesting. Um I hadn't I mean I've tried to put that in lists and I haven't really thought of it very highly, but I guess it's working for some folks. Cassian as a soloist seems less
2: good somehow. I mean I don't know. It's pretty decent. That's solo.
3: I mean, yeah. If you're using him as like a sniper, I think it's fine. And I think a lot of people are. If yeah. he's like your fourth sniper, then great, you know.
2: And and K two is an operative slot. Um, I've done right. I've done a fair bit of like, how do I do Jedi Luke and Cassian, and also include R two. And the answer to that question is you cut K two. Yeah, you have to cut K two. So. That's right. Yes. Same same if you're doing Sabine, Cassian.
0: You you want to hear another startling statistic? Not really startling though. What's that? One hundred forty-eight Rebel troopers. Less than forty of them are carrying heavies.
2: That, the that, most- that DLT number should be higher. I mean, you know, <laughs> the,
0: mo- the most carried deal the most carried Rebel trooper heavy is the DLT twenty A.
2: Well, I will die on my DLT twenty A sword. Um, I think that so, number should be higher. But, what's,
3: what what's sort of interesting about that is that, um, like, assuming that people are just taking naked Rebel troopers as core units, like to fill their core capacity up to three or whatever or four like they should be like roughly the same amount as how many tauntauns there's only 40 tauntauns
0: only 40. yeah well, I
3: mean, what i mean there is that like uh, rebels are flexing to things that aren't tauntauns
0: oh certainly yeah like uh, you can tell that rotary rts are a popular pick as well 34 of them yep. are uh, rotaries
3: oh there's actually more atrts than taunts, but i guess those some of that those could be republic
2: republic yeah
0: yeah some of them are republic and I, I know at least one list that has it's running republic rotaries but yeah. i'm not sure about the full details on that
2: yeah i think people are kind of bored of tauntauns
0: yeah i th- i mean that's kind of been the thing people don't people are, aren't uh they aren't playing them cuz they're bored but i mean i'm not bored i think they're great <laughs> i think I they're, mean, fantastic. they're just a fantastic unit i mean they're just great.
2: Well, you're not alone. There are 39 of them, but yeah, I, th- right. I think
0: this. I think the saddest statistic on this list is there's exactly one X34. That's that's my my sad statistic.
2: Are there any T47s?
0: There are six.
2: Oh wow! Look at that. All right.
0: Yes. Yeah, so there's some. There's some. There's some play there. People are yeah. people are thinking the air speeders, you know, is getting better, but the speeder speeders just dead on arrival, basically.
2: Or at least the people seem to think so. Yeah. Um. All right, well, should we should we push on to our Cinderella interview?
3: I have one yeah, more we... stat. Okay, for There are 443 strike teams in Invader League. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out oh, to my oh, boy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold There are 443 sniper strike teams in Invader League. I didn't look to see if there's any uh, people running mines. I, I sort of doubt it. But, yeah, there are there's 443... Snipers strike teams in Invader League. So, so more, more,
2: yourself. more than more than two per list. Because there's 192 players.
3: Then yes, yeah, there. Yeah. The average
0: is more than two. Two and a half. Okay, last, last, last thing. There's only three copies of Lying in Wait, so I think our
3: propaganda campaign is working. Oh, <laughs> right, hold up, How many? How many bosses are in here? I think seven. Oh, that's wrong. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's not wrong. It's People it's, are sleeping on Bosque. Uh, I mean,
2: you know, it's one thing so there's an important thing to note about Invader League in any tournament is Invader League more so than some other tournaments is kind of a try out new stuff tournament. That's true. Um, and Aiden is the new hotness for Empire, right? Yeah. yeah. I think
3: there's like thirty or something. It's like seventy percent I think are running Aiden. Yeah. Or something. So, so like I think
2: that explains it. I mean I I would like Boss is... Bosk is great against, specifically against Republic. Still, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, um, yeah. I think you should probably see more Bosque. Like if this were, you know, if this were Worlds instead of Invader League, and people were just straight up playing like what they thought was the best thing to win instead of just trying the new, the new hotness, you'd see more Bosque, I bet. Right. Empire would be playing Bosque shores.
0: You know, it wouldn't be a thing. Well, you'd see Iden too, but it wouldn't be quite as skewed the way that it is. Right, you'd probably see Palp- you'd probably see more Palpatines as well. There's only four of them.
2: Yep, that's definitely true. Yeah. All right, well, should we move on to our interview with Mr. Stabcast Tim? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. And we're back with Cinderella right. Tim Hannon. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, for the record, I just want the record to show, I did not make that nickname. I'm not that self-absorbed. I'm self-absorbed, but not that bad. So that was given to me by someone else. And that just got thrown on there. So
2: who, who's, who, who dubbed it? Uh, who dubbed it? Oh,
1: I don't, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but his name uh, starts with Thrawn. And <laughs> Thrawn.
3: So, <laughs> so is he trying to like call you a princess? Like, what's going on here?
1: Well, so, so here's the thing, right? So... I kept thinking, this is great because as soon as I fall, I can change my name to like Fallen Princess, which sounds a lot, maybe not a lot cooler, but at least a little bit better. And I just haven't fallen yet. Like, dang it. Okay, I guess I'm just going to keep up with this. Alright, cool. All
3: right. All right.
2: I'm going to be honest, that sounds worse to me. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you might just want to stick with Cinderella at that point. It's going to a movie with
1: uh, Gerard Butler. It's going to be Cinderella Has Fallen. <laughs>
2: there you go gerard butler rescuing tim hannon um, i'll take it so you are from stabcast do you want to tell uh us about that real quick before we dive in <laughs>
1: um for better or for worse we have a podcast that is uh now four of us it was three guys and then will left and then i jumped on and then will came back on so uh the great thing with four factions and four hosts is we each cut the cover of faction. So it's pretty good. Um, we're somewhat competitive. Ryan and I tend to get really into it. Uh, Ryan more so than me, but it just kind of depends. Uh, we, we have a good time. We do lots of, I think probably a good like quarter of our show is, uh, bat reps and stuff. And then we try and, we try and spice it up a little bit and throw some extra content in there when we can, but we've been going since, since Legion dropped. So we've been around for a long time. It was a good time.
3: Pop quiz. What yes. does STAB stand for?
1: <laughs> Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade.
3: There we go. All right. Yes. All that right. always our sticks old, out to me.
1: So for, we, are, we are based in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we have a Sunsphere from the World's Fair here from the 80s, and that's like our local landmark. So that's why our X-Wing group was the Sunsphere Defense Fleet, and now we are the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade.
2: I've always wondered where that's from. Yes, that's go.
1: why we have a gigantic gold golf ball in our city, and we just are somehow proud of that because Knoxville.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I mean, who wouldn't be? That's,
1: yeah, exactly. That tells you really all you need to know. Unse- unfortunately, we have not succeeded in our efforts to uh, spray paint it like a Death Star yet, so we're stuck <laughs> with a gold ball.
3: Yeah. I mean, how how big are we talking? Are we talking like Chicago's got like the what do you call it? The uh, it um, is not tall.
1: Okay. <laughs> let's let's get to, it is. Uh, oh man i'm horrible at guesstimating probably oh goodness probably like 20 stories something like that no i not you right that's uh, pretty it's tall not super tall it's not super tall but it's it's See. tall enough that you need an elevator how about that
0: okay yeah okay 20 stories all right
1: yeah, yeah i'm, I'm trying to guesstimate
3: that, defense, yeah. that's huge
1: I'm trying to get guesstimate again, and I could be completely off. I should be looking up like how tall is twenty stories for reference. Um, Well, it's
0: it's roughly two hundred feet.
1: Sure, that helps me. Yeah, great.
2: Uh, (laughs) It's it's uh, it's a a lot of feet. Um, Can I measure it in
1: star destroyers? Well of history, of yeah. yeah,
2: well,
1: give, give me real measurements days. here. Come on.
2: <laughs> Alright, so let's transition from giant golden balls to Invader League. <laughs> um why why are you called Cinderella? Why did Zach um so, anonymous nicknamer give you that? <laughs> uh
1: so I I don't tend to start most competitions with a, a high bar for myself, but especially on TTS I tend to do my legioning in two ways. In real life, I try, and this has shifted over the years and stuff, but I now tend to try to run a real list or a decent enough list because in my mind, I spent the time to paint it, put it together, get it all here. You know, if we've gone to a tournament, I've brought it with me. I want to play something that's at least somewhat decent. On TTS, I tend to run garbage because I can I can play with stuff that doesn't exist yet. I can play with stuff that I don't own yet. So I, I'm a little bit more willy nilly. Uh, so I tend to run jank. And right up until lists were locked in, I was messaging people like, I don't know what to run. I don't know what to do. I had, I had like a three Death Trooper Aiden list at one point. That was a nine activation three Death Trooper Aiden. That was something that I was like, I wasn't sure about this. Then I had, I got Aiden up to I think thirteen activations. And then I was like, no, no, I can't do that. So I went back and forth. So all that to say, I don't tend to have good lists, but I love my bikes and I love my do backs. I said, let me try and incorporate that in there. Uh, And so I would say most odds were against me, including my own odds and game by game. I seem to keep on winning, which is no disrespect to my opponents. They've all been, I think every single one of them has been a really close game and a really good game.
3: Um, So it's been solid. So could you, in detail, provide us with this garbage list you're running?
1: (laughs) This garbage list that evidently isn't that bad, I guess? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So it is... Now, a a better podcaster here would have this pulled up so I could be reading it. But, (laughs) again, I'm from Stabcast. So, (laughs) off of memory, it's Iden with uh, Overwatch, Offensive Push... Obviously, her little buddy bot and uh, her repeater. Now, also, of course, she has the loadout. So on the loadout is nothing. They might think, well, well, you mean your sniper and everything else, right? No, I don't even have the sniper on there. I don't believe in Sniper iden. Sniper iden is bad. Don't at me. So that's where that's at. It's okay. I
3: think you're right <laughs> Yeah. Continue. Uh,
1: but <laughs> two uh, short troopers with the T-21, of course, and then also with an extra body on there. Two naked mortars to go along with them. Two RTC stormtroopers, because the RTC is the bomb. Two bikes with nothing on them. And a do back with uh endurance, because I love endurance on a, a do-back. One time I didn't run them, I ran a double do back list and Ben panicked both my do backs off the table. Uh, so endurance is key. <laughs> and uh just the T twenty one, the four white die crit two blaster, no uh, comm slot on there because I'm right at eight hundred points with ten activations.
3: All right, so let me get this straight: you're four and yes. zero. Yes, and you have a do back in your list, and two bikes. And the, the, the bikes or whatever bikes are decent.
1: So bikes are. <laughs> it's bike, bike, it's listen, the to me. You can say bikes are decent. What killed Vader last game? But some bikes. Yeah. And a, a side note here, real quick, a side note is my opponent, uh, Krugar, who was who was a great, absolute gentleman. We were playing, and the bikes came around, and you were actually casting that game, funny enough. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and my bikes came around the corner, and I thought I heard him say, Oh, scary. And I was like, oh, Yeah, they're kind of scary. He's like, Oh, no, no, I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about something else. Or he didn't even say scary. I was like, Oh, well, the bikes can be scary. He's like, Yeah, kind of, whatever. The next turn, Vader does so th- uh, they could yeah. be scary yeah. i mean
3: you you murked him with a with those bikes yeah. you murked uh, that Vader so quickly yes absolutely
1: but anyway i'm sorry that's a, that was a side story that i did get a little kick out of uh but for the Dubek. so the nice thing with the Dubek is with six health armor one red defense saves obviously don't surge on defense but still it tends to hold up decently well. And sometimes I throw it out there. And again, to harken back to the game you cast, you notice that I threw it out there kind of as a sacrifice, Um, but that's okay because it's, it's in that weird balance where it's hardy enough that if you don't shoot it, it will rip your face off. But if you shoot it, it's going to probably normally take a few shots to get down. Sometimes, you know, obviously dice are dice and sometimes it dies quick. I think my first game it died pretty quick. Um, but normally it can put up a decent fight to to hang on long enough to at least be a threat. And if not hold a flank, at least distract a flank.
0: Now I gotta talk to you about holding a flank here because um I yeah. cast one of your games as well. That's and right. um I remember that you had it you had to do back in rapid reinforcements. Oh and, and, oh, and I I, I saw you I saw you put it in the back corner. I was like, okay, well it's scoring and you know. You know, maybe it'll stay there, but I had this feeling it was going to get chopped up. That thing, like, ripped his snipers apart because they just couldn't... It, like, like ate a naked trooper, and then, like, it killed a bunch of snipers. That (laughs) thing was deadly when it didn't have really any good opposition.
1: Yeah, it went into the backfield. Like you said, it it killed that naked squad, which I didn't expect, but he just... I got all hits, and he got all blanks, and they were gone. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, just kept harassing the snipers and everything back there. It was... Again, they can be really deadly if you don't pay attention to them. And again, they they die just like any other unit in this game. They don't surge on defense. Armor 1 is only Armor 1, so it's not like they're invincible. But they tend to be strong enough to, for me, earn their points. Now, I do wish they were a little bit cheaper or my maybe semi-hot take. I don't know if you call it a hot take. I think that that T21, maybe get rid of the crit 2 on there and auto-include it for 90 points.
0: You know, but I don't just, think you're
1: just, wrong. Or, or or, just give it some kind of sidearm. <laughs> give, give me something to shoot with. It could be a three white die attack or something like that. That's fine. It, uh, but just something you, that the naked do could have would be nice.
0: If you're out there in, in, in podcast land and you've ever heard of a 40K, which you probably have because you're listening to a Tabletop Miniatures podcast, uh, there's <laughs> a beast in one of the factions called the Carnifex. And Ooh. so there's the phrase called the distraction carnifex. It's literally unit that's just there to to make your enemy pay attention to it and focus yeah. resources on it and just divert away from the front line. And I got to ask, like, is the, this is, is the do-back, you know, is the intention behind it similar where you're just like, if you – I think maybe you said this already, but I just wanted to confirm it. If you don't yeah. pay attention to it, it's going to just destroy you.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. And especially with that spur, the pro- part of the problem with facing a do-back is – you don't know how fast it's going to go because that spur is so multi-dimensional. I can, I can spur spur, especially with endurance, right? You get, you're taking off two suppression every time, not counting hostile environment, but normally you're taking two suppression off every time. It's kind of, how do I, how do I determine what my enemy is going to do with that? And there's just so many options. It's so versatile. And I'm not saying it's the best unit in the game or anything like that, but I do think it's undersold a lot because it is a little expensive no doubt no doubt but i think it played right i think it can be done well
0: yeah i was gonna say like mixed supports are kind of rare right you don't really see that now everybody's Mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna take three bikes or even when i was you know building you know theory crafting empireless i'm like well i want to run like vader into do backs because i could put Mm -hmm. new ways to motivate them but i mean is this is something that you've done do you have like a do you have something that you could say about mixed supports or like should people try it what do you think
1: So the biggest enemy in my list is actually the list itself. It's bad control. (laughs) It's there is no control, especially with Aiden in there. Aiden's great. She's a powerhouse, (laughs) but everything else is up for grabs. Now the good news is with that list, other than Aiden, it's all core and supports. So it's not atrocious, but it ain't great either. No, uh, that's definitely the weakness there, but normally with mixed supports when I do that I tend to run two E-webs but my problem with E-webs lately as much as I love them they're one of my first loves of this game they're so so cheap and they're good at holding points but oh that range three kills them like that they need something that can get them up to range four for or something some kind of generator or something that it can throw on there because <laughs> range three they are just not cutting it again um, they're good at holding points but
3: yeah yeah so um you know you're talking about your your army being kind of order control tight um Mm -hmm. Aiden is very selfish as far as commanders go with her command cards um how how has she played out for you generally like clearly this is the first major tournament she's been legal for Mm -hmm. um has your experience been with her and you know would you take her again
1: Um, she is every bit as broken as you think she is, (laughs) Uh, which is good and bad, right? I mean, as a game as a whole, you're like, ah, it might not be great, but those command cards are so, so good. It's such a rare, uh, like mental discussion you have to have with yourself and with your friends when you're you're talking about list building is normally it's okay. Well, this, this command card is decent, but I don't really want to bring this one, blah, blah, blah all of her command cards are really good. Like even just her three pip, even if you have, I think again, you commented on this during the stream. I have no special forces. So I, <laughs> yeah, I don't get to great. do her, her cool special <laughs> forces thing, but a, she still gets to do her cool special forces thing. And it still orders three troopers, which when your list is half troopers or mostly troopers, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's definitely been great. Those two command cards where, she can attack with basically no cover where you have uh sharpshooter two on her one pip. And then her two pip gives you the blast on there. Uh, uh-huh. It's that combo. I've used that combo. I think if you went through and watched all my games, I think I've probably used it in order over and over again, which I don't know when, the, when does the show come out tonight, tomorrow?
3: Uh, Tuesday afternoon sometime. Probably. Okay.
1: So hopefully my opponent doesn't listen to this before wednesday because my last game is wednesday (laughs) um but yeah like i tend to play one or one pip or two pip normally to try and get a one-two punch and kill whatever's in my way uh that's kind of what happened with vader where i he was in heavy cover but when you have two command cards in a row that don't give a rip about cover uh, that's fine and so i just shot through it
3: um have you been able to pull off the uh magical incapacitate yet
1: I have not. Uh, I, I did it in a practice game against Ben, but that was with a different list. The only similarities really were just Iden and some Shores. Other than that, it was a very very much a different list. So I can't say that I've done it in Invader League yet. Okay. There's a there's a nugget. As you said this comes out. Now, before Single limbs. are we able to change our lists at
3: all? No. We're stuck. Uh, I think after no, I mean- your... Third game, you can't change it anymore in round robin,
2: right? Okay. In round robin, now uh, before single Elims, though, you can you, you get a new list for single Elims.
3: Oh, you do? Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'll 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 drop this tidbit here. You're you get to have the the hot take the 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 back scene, back behind the scenes cut here. <clears throat> I forgot to bring incapacitate.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's why you haven't landed a magical one, I suppose. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I submitted the list and it was all done. And I looked at it and went, oh, no. And I was sure. so sad.
3: Oh, that card's so good, dude.
1: It is so good. I have no Yeah, You're absolutely right. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot. I built it and I saw all of Aiden's command cards in there. I was like, all right, good. I'm, I'm set. And I forgot that it's, it's technically the little droid's command card, not her yeah. command card. So I didn't catch it. And it was just, oh, oh. So- Although it actually has played out okay because having push in there instead has been helpful if Eiden dies. But still I incapacitates so good. <laughs> it makes me so sad.
2: No, you're supposed to say, "Look, I, I just, I thought push was better, you know, for my order control." And- no, I
1: don't think <laughs> that at all. That's, I think I just made a mistake. Now,
3: uh, now that you mention it, I think I commented on stream. I was like, "Oh, he must have. He must be playing Push to give orders to bikes or something." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's always it's always interesting. And what's really great is the fear of incapacitate. It's everyone's like, "Oh, what if he hits me with that? What if he hits yeah. me with that?" And I think you, I've had a couple of my opponents now comment. I'm like, oh man, but you could be playing that incapacitate this turn. I'm like, you're right. I could be. Potentially. <laughs> <You> <laughs> never know. <laughs> Hypothetically. That is, a th- that is a thing that most item lists would do.
0: <laughs> hey man, bluffing's a part of the game, right? Like,
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's enjoy. Inadvertent bluffing.
2: I mean, I've, I've seen people do that with Leia and coordinated bombardment. Um, yeah. Especially oh, like. Yeah, like I know Lupo d- used to do this with Sabs, where he just wouldn't bring it. He just hide hides snipers mm. all game, and then he never plays it. And he's like, yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to respect um, it, right? Because you oh, might yeah. be killed by it. Totally. Yeah.
1: So now for single limbs, you can all be asking, did he bring it? Did he switch his list, or did he leave it? Ooh, yeah. Ooh.
2: Well, now the first time you get streamed, though, people are going to know. I do yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh. All right.
1: Um, like I said, I really hope my opponent doesn't listen to this until after Wednesday night. It'll be great, but that's okay.
2: There you go. Uh, so I, get, I think you sort of answered my next question already, but yeah. um, did you use your wild card at all? I did not. Okay. I,
1: I played... Within the first week, I played three of my f- my games, of my four games I've played so far. And so I just just bear, bear rushed through all of it, and I just didn't even think about wild carding. Like, I didn't forget to. I just... I was so, I wouldn't say practice with the list, but I was so used to running it. I was like, no, I don't want to mess with this. Um, I, I do have some tweaks and changes I think I might do for single limbs. There's nothing crazy. Um, I, really, I will say I really like having those extra bodies in the shores because when you lose a shore, it doesn't matter. I won't say it doesn't matter, but it matters a lot less.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kyle Crosser at, L, at LVO used extra man shores in his list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Hunter. Yeah. They were very effective.
1: Yeah, Hunter on them, or I really like. And again, I keep going back to the stream. But you mentioned it on the stream, Kyle. Uh, I really miss having scopes on there. I love scopes on there, but it is what it is. Or no, I'm sorry. No, the dash mentioned that. I'm sorry. I got I forget who's streaming what. <laughs>
3: You're good. We're all the same. Yeah.
0: You're all good, man. Fun. We're in the same. We're in the same yeah. boat.
1: <laughs> But yeah, uh, I do miss having scopes on there. So I might try and finagle some things to try and fit some scopes on there. But with 800 points, I don't really have a whole lot of finagling I can do.
3: Cut that lizard for starters. How dare you? (laughs) I was
0: about to to ask, you know, uh, is is it due back? You know, is it just like, you know, is this just a passing fancy, or do you think the you know, really is a solid solid recommend for people?
1: I, I have loved the dewback since it came out. I I will admit, I think it's better off with only one and not two, which is really sad because I own two of them. And so I don't know what I'm ever going to do with my second dewback. <laughs> That's not to say that I won't try to run some double dewback lists, but uh, it's just so expensive. Oh, so expensive, so I don't think I can justify it. But no, I think the dewback stays. I, I like him. Like you said, it, it's a distraction due back if nothing else.
0: So you've, uh, you've jumped something. Sorry, go ahead. He
1: can rip up the back line.
0: Uh, totally, totally. Uh, so you've jumped into the, the streaming game now with uh, TTS <laughs> Legion. You have, How long yeah. have you had your channel? I, I forget. You've had it for at least a couple seasons now.
1: Yeah, I had it for a couple of years before I really got into the TTS scene. And I was just streaming, actually, Sea of Thieves, funny enough. <laughs> and, Whoa, okay. I know. <laughs> hey, I love Sea of Thieves. But I was streaming lots of Sea of Thieves, uh, some Divinity with my friends where we were playing Divinity 2 and and uh, figuring out who gets to be the God King and, and who gets to kill the God King and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been streaming TTS stuff for, yeah, it's been a couple of years now, I guess. I lost your- track of time.
0: What are your feelings on chess clocks for Legion?
1: Oh, oh, you, you want to know the real thing? I so, want to know the real thing, yeah. Uh, so Ryan and I actually streamed a all-stabcast game just last week. And so I can say this somewhat comfortably because it's against my own people. <laughs> <laughs> we, pl- we, we streamed that game from start to finish. It was about four hours. About four hours and, and fifteen minutes, give or take. <clears throat> they got to turn four. We, th- something must be done. Like that's and yeah. that's, that's with a timer. <laughs> it's not like there was an untimed. That's with setup. With took like an hour, and then either you know half an hour or whatever. And then each round took almost an hour. Like yeah, something must be done. And so I I hate myself for saying this. I think chess clocks are a good idea. And if you had asked me that probably just a few months ago i probably would have said no but the more competitive stuff i play the more i'm like this has to this has to get worked out because it's also really frustrating when you know what you want to do and you're just waiting on your opponent um and it's not to say that i don't think i've i don't think i'd ever call out anyone for slow play that i've ever played honestly i don't think i've ever played a slow player per se but it does get frustrating sometimes it's, it feels like it even though you know it's not intentional it does feel like it sometimes and you're just like oh man so i think i think they're a good idea and again i feel dirty for saying that i don't like it the fun guy part of me that's like hey run three dubacks. who cares <laughs> three dobacks four death troopers hey what's the requirement hey you know like that that hurts me to say that i need a chess clock but i think it's a good idea
0: was that was that an R one H four impression? What was what was that? Uh,
1: no, remember you forget, sir. I'm from New York originally, so that's, oh, I do I do forget. That's sir. a back home. That's a back that's home. That's, a, that's back home. All
3: right, all right. I'm not sure what that says about Riha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man, no absolutely zero disrespect to Eric. He's he's fantastic. He's really really he's fun to, to play. Very good
3: impressions. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, so um you mentioned you were casting a game with your stabcast bros um Yes, yes. My understanding is that you're the only stabcast bro without a loss so far in Invader League.
1: Uh did um, Ryan lose?
3: This is the information I... I've been provided. Uh oh, I don't man. know. <laughs>
1: that might be true. I don't know. I don't I don't stay up to tabs because it normally just makes me upset, so I don't look at those things. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> That might be possible. I know Will lost because I saw it happen.
3: So, so Zach will has asked,
1: Zero and we had to wait four hours to see it. But what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. So
3: Zach, Zach has asked that. Um, how excited are you on a scale of one to beating Ryan at your local Prime about <laughs> making it to single eliminations?
1: Oh, I don't. Now Ryan will remind you that I did not beat him at the Prime we played in. Um, but I still got an invite, so you know that's what counts. I guess not that invites matter anymore. I do joke around that I think all this virus stuff was partially my fault because I think God looked down, saw me win that. I was like, no, we can't let this happen. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> that's that's not allowed. This is atrocious. You've gone too far. Take it all. So You,
0: away. Start, so you started winning games, and God sent the coronavirus to stop yes. that
1: madness. It's I. I have two prevailing theories. Either Luke Cook started it so he could be the reigning world champion for eternity, or. God sent it down as a curse for me winning that, that invite either way. It's just, it is what it is. Either way, legions at fault, but I'm not going to stop playing.
0: What what half Tim rot. (laughs) There you
1: go. Um, But uh, it would be fun. I do hope I get to to face uh, Ryan in there, but he's a, he doesn't listen to other podcasts, so it's fine. I can say this. He's a really good player. He is probably the the bane of my existence. He's the antithesis of how I play, which is why he plays rebels and I play Empire. Uh, it's we, we were roommates for a while, and it's it's never stopped being that kind of relationship. So it's it's a good time. I actually I really do all jokes is that I re- appreciate having someone like him in our local community because he is tough. He normally kicks my butt. and a lot of times we'll talk, you know, before we play on our local nights. Hey, do you want to play like fun lists, like goofy lists? Or are you playing like a real list? And most of the time I'll tell him, I want you to hurt me. Like I want you to play me and beat me so I can figure out what I did wrong. And I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get ticked off. I'm going to get mad at myself more than him. But that's also how I learn. So I need, I need to be shown the error of my ways. And I have many errors.
0: <laughs> so would you say I have a masochistic side?
1: in legion sure yeah (laughs) sure just a little bit and i i talk about this a lot on the cast i don't get mad at my opponents i don't think i've hardly ever gotten mad at my opponents i will get furious at myself i'll get furious at myself and at my dice like i can't believe why this is stupid i can't believe you know better than this why did you do that why did you move that you idiot 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 just yeah
3: stop calling you cinderella and start calling you anakin (laughs) Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I hate dice,
1: they're coarse and they get everywhere.
2: <laughs> uh, well, so you are you are uh, I think essentially guaranteed a spot now in single Elams, right? Based on how yes. the rest of your group is shaken out.
1: Yeah, it, even if I lose this uh Wednesday match, which actually is against uh his name's Strutter I've not ever played him before, but he has a list that I'm genuinely scared of. Like he's a very strong, pretty meta list. And I, it's it's Aiden and Death Troopers and Krennic and all the bells and whistles that go with it. And, whew, I'm a little nervous. I don't know. Uh, he, I, I think he's the one that's going to take me down. But even at four and one, I should still make it in. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm, I'm rooting for you. It's, so it looks like it's going to be like Aiden Jank versus Aiden Meta.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how strong my Jank is against actually good, really good Aiden lists.
0: Just, just saddle up that do back and ride it to victory.
1: That's right. The lizard cries of victory.
3: (laughs) So uh, I hear some rumors Uh, that you're going to be, you know, pirating it up with uh, Jay and Evan this week. Uh, uh, How valid are they? And when is that going to happen?
1: Those are, are very valid. And as far as I know, it should be happening what for us is tomorrow? Uh, if this is releasing Tuesday, then tonight, Tuesday. Ooh, okay. yeah, should be. Uh, unless so you guys Jay gonna... changes plans, in which case it'll be the next week. That's fine.
3: <laughs> so you guys are going to be uh, streaming it up on Sea of Thieves. Yes, there. absolutely. Yeah, I
1: love love that game and playing it for a long time. Uh, it it was not perfect at launch, but it is quite good now.
0: I love no, it. Now, Tim, are you a, are you a grinder or are you a player hunter?
1: Oh, what a good question it honestly, and this sounds like a cop-out answer, but it's the truth, just depends on my mood. Like, there's there's sometimes I jump on that game and I'm like, I need to kill someone. I need to find a ship and ruin their day. And then other times I'm like, you know what, but what if we just found, like, all the pigs and returned them to their rightful owners? What a happy day this is.
3: What is this game? Just
1: depends.
2: (laughs) I, I have yet to play Sea of Thieves, and I'm very confused right now. <laughs> oh well, it's
1: it's a game that varies. It just it is whatever you make of it. And sometimes you get to stowaway on the enemy ship and you hide out until they take down the fortress and you swim underneath, steal the fortress chest, and then escape in a rowboat all the way back to the island and cash it in before they ever catch you. Sometimes you just talk to parrots. It's okay. <laughs> Changes. <laughs> okay. It's pirate's life. That's all right. Yeah, pirate's life. That's all right. If you're not drinking, you're not playing. So
2: there you go. Well, you got the you got the beard for it.
1: <laughs> Yar. <laughs> I did actually. Fun fact for that game, real quick, little tidbit. When I first started playing it, I learned <laughs> if you talk in open chat, if you with your random crew in a pirate accent with authority, they will listen to you. I've I've convinced foreign parties that like I just jumped in in a party full of friends. And I've convinced them to put their fellow friend in the brig and lock them in the brig down below. Just because I talked to the pirate voice. Like, Yar, lock him up, boys. He's not listening to me. He's not securing the masthead. Put him in the brig. And then they put him in the brig, and it's great. And then he's listening to me. Like, okay. This is, this is amazing.
2: Fantastic.
0: Yeah. I, I very nearly obeyed your commands.
1: <laughs> See, exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, Um. good luck in your last round robin Verder league game and uh, i you. think are you are you the first person to successfully lock down a single elim spot
1: uh i i believe i am but i could be wrong about that but i believe our bracket was really like on point with getting all of our games done not just with me but as a whole so i believe so yes
2: awesome but i could be wrong well congrats man and i hope you're running okay. something equally janky for elim <laughs>
1: uh it will probably be very similar uh it may or may not have incapacitated in there this time who knows (laughs) (laughs) hypothetically hypothetically yeah we'll keep you on your toes
2: all right thanks man uh well that was thank
1: you for having me i appreciate it
2: yeah and you have sorry you have a do you want to plug your twitch channel too in addition to your podcast oh yeah Uh, the,
1: the twitch channel is just uh, Timitation imitation irish which if it's a, if that's hard to figure out how that's spelled, is just imitation with like a ti in front of it and then it's just uh Timitation irish so and that's where you'll see uh, lots of sea of thieves lots of legion stuff right now in the in the throes of invader season i do give out this warning to everyone that <laughs> follows me when i remember to i do play more than just legion and sea of thieves so you might get notifications so I don't blame you if you mute it, but it is a good, good time. I try and get guests to come on. Cause I don't like just self-casting. So it's always a good time.
0: If you see the I'm leopard on hat, you're in the right place.
1: Right, <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right.
2: There you go. All right. Well, good luck, man. And, uh, thank you. Yeah. And that was Cinderella, Tim Hannon from stab cast. And we thank him for coming on. Um, so we have one final item on here that we're going to sort of just tease super briefly. Um, it has been alluded to in other posts that, uh, uh, that scoundrels will be sort of moving on to 2.0 scoundrels, if you will, evolving, uh, entering the chrysalis, uh, becoming a butterfly. Uh, sorry, I've been reading too many children's books. Um, I thought
3: you were going to starcraft Wait, i was like "See, he's saying like we're like leveling up to zerg care again like what's what's happening <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i mean you know that's a little more badass way of looking at it than the, the caterpillar from the hungry hungry caterpillar which is what i was thinking of
3: um <laughs> but, definitely in yeah. a different way <laughs> yeah
2: no we are uh so we have historically been a very competitive focused podcast including uh, this episode um Starting basically next week, we're going to, you know, we're not going to stop talking about competitive topics, um, but that's going to be more like a, a part of the show rather than the whole show. And we're going to try and broaden our scope a little bit and talk about some other Legion things. Um. So to facilitate that, we're doing a couple things, which we'll talk more in detail about next week. But we're also adding another a fourth co-host, uh, a super surprise, uh, fourth co-host getting sent in from corporate to smack us into shape. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but sort of. Kind of, no, um, no, he's great. And, uh, he is definitely someone that, you know, already, um, and we'll have him on next week for the foreseeable future. So super excited about that. Um, we may or may not even have a new intro and or a new logo. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be scoundrels 2.0. We hope that you enjoy it. Um, and it's been a fun almost two years so far with scoundrels
3: yeah time flies man i uh it yeah it feels like a lot more and a lot less than that at the same time i don't know how to really say that otherwise like but um yeah it kind of feels
2: like it feels like just yesterday we were like hey let's start a podcast
3: <laughs> Our original conversation with Kyle was like, No, we can't do that. Like, that's crazy. I was like, Dude, it might be fun. <laughs> here we are.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah, here we are. All right. Well, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. Oh, Hang hold on. Hold up. Okay. Hold up. Oh, okay. For- we got some plugs. I'm sorry. Why don't you do the plugs?
3: <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, we already talked about it a little bit, but uh, tonight, um, see if these stream on the fifth trooper twitch is that just the twitch.tv slash the fifth trooper uh, i think and it's
0: it's on the youtube
3: on the youtube sorry yeah Fifth Trooper YouTube. it's youtube um so check that out um Jay, evan uh and tim hannon i imagine they'll have a bunch of other people on there too but um so that's happening tonight um also please uh david and i have been streaming um a lot of invader league games um you can check us out at uh, twitch.tv slash yavinbase um, or twitch.tv slash dashes tv um so uh, i think um i've been streaming generally on like like tuesdays and fridays uh david i don't i'm not entirely sure what days you normally do i, I we, we
0: kind of share we kind of share a time slot which is great because of multi-twitch yeah, and um, I think most people watch the vods anyway. Like live viewership with these games is is you know pretty static, yeah. And I think a lot sure. more people watch the vods. But um, yeah, I stream on Tuesdays and Fridays, generally speaking. Um, but I also sometimes do Thursday, sometimes I do Saturday. I try to let people know in advance when I'm doing it. Um, I think we're both doing something tomorrow. I know mine's on six o'clock Eastern, and I don't remember when you're you have a game as well. If I recall, I think
3: it's I think it's later. I think it's like eight or nine.
0: Okay, so, so maybe maybe folks wanna you know if you want a double feature you can tune into mine and then go over to go to Mike's channel on at Dash's T V. Um, you'll have plenty of Legion tomorrow night if, if you're not already watching Fifth Trooper. There's so many so much good content that's being created by this network and it it's it's all worth watching, I feel.
3: Yeah. Um and as always, we've got all of our stuff up on the blog. Um I actually just published an article today about um my invader league list. That I'm probably going to wildcard from shortly, but we'll see. <laughs> so I think that's all the plugs we've got, unless anybody else has anything else. In nope. which case, Kyle, you can go ahead and take us out.
2: All right. Well, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle.
3: I'm Mike. And
2: I'm David. And we are a butterfly. Fly no, away,
3: we're...
2: man wait wait who left this glass slipper here <laughs> <laughs> you know we forgot to ask Tim who his fairy godmother was probably
3: Ryan
2: yeah I don't know obviously it doesn't have to be Jay because David said something else so yeah maybe <laughs> it is Ryan I bet maybe it's Ryan. yeah okay. alright anyway uh, stay fresh cheese bags
3: Join us next week for
0: another episode of The Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.